Derek Thompson's podcast is called Plain English. Recent episodes were about AI, big tech's jobs bubble, the weight loss drug that America isn't ready for, and a whole bunch more. If you want to get smarter, listen to Derek Thompson's Plain English, only on the Ringer Podcast Network. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is presented by State Farm. If you've ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened, your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. It's just what you need to sit back and enjoy the game. And they're also getting fans closer to the game than ever. You can win exclusive NBA prizes like courtside seats, signed memorabilia, and more. I love Michelob because of how light it is. It's only 95 calories with 2.6 carbs. You know what the perfect time for Michelob Ultra is? A little doubleheader, a little NBA doubleheader. Right at first half of the first game. I don't know, West Coast time, that's usually about Five o'clock, 5.30, perfect time for a beer. You can do it. Grab a pack to enjoy today. Learn more and enter for your chance to win at MichelobUltra.com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. We're also brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network. I have new rewatchables coming on Monday night. It is the last installment of One Word Movie Month. I'll just tell you that Ryan Rossillo and Chris Ryan are the co-hosts. If that doesn't get you excited, I don't know what will. Coming up on this podcast, Cousin Sal and I are going to talk about Sunday football, the conference championships, the Super Bowl line, whether all officials should be shot into the sun, and a bunch of other topics. It's a huge podcast, Jim. Get ready, Jim. Huge one. Huge one, Jim. It's all next. First Pro Jim. All right, taping this 7.24 p.m. Pacific time. Cousin Sal is here. We just watched the Chiefs outlast the Bengals before we talk about how bad the refs were and how weird of a day it was. It was really one of the weirder conference championship days. Yeah. Shout out to Mahomes, man. He played on one leg, gotten through it, ran out of receivers. Um, just impressive. Added to the legacy. He's made five, five years of starting, five conference championships three Super Bowls, put together a nice little resume, but this was a good one for him. Absolutely. No question about it until we find out that whatever drug they shot into him this week is, is been illegal for like uh 309 years or something. <laughs> but I mean, I, mean I, I don't know. You and I both talk like you, you had, you know, people with high ankle sprains. I know people, I know we know people with kids with high ankle sprains and it always results in a walking boot and crutches on Wednesday. And either this wasn't a high ankle sprain or, my God, like even athletes with high ankle sprains don't play, right? Like how did he fit this five-week injury in four days? You think it was uh, a competitive move by the Chiefs? They intentionally misdiagnosed it. So dumbasses like us could be like, oh, on, a, on Monday, oh, Bengals, let's put them in a tease. Yeah. Although a Bengals yeah. tease one, I guess. But um, 
It was weird because I really do think he was that hurt. There were these little moments that they would show mm-hmm. during the game. Like he would throw and he would, as he was throwing, make sure he put no weight on the right leg. And every time he ran, it really seemed like he was gotten through it. It was an awesome performance. And yet, I still feel like the Bengals should have won the game. It was sitting there for them. They had two drives in the last, what, eight minutes? Both times yeah. they were in control of their destiny. First one, it hit, it, second down pass hits Chase in the helmet. Seemed like he was mm-hmm. open. Seemed like it almost could have been an interference. Right. And then the third down play gets tipped, intercepted. They end up getting the ball back anyway. And then they just can't put the drive together and they end up having to punt again. Yeah, that um, second interception ended up being like a good punt. It was like a 56-yard right. punt, right? And then they, you're right, they got it back. There was that craziness with the play that Everybody, the booth thought, I mean, they're, they're blaming the noise and everything, Romo and Nance, and the ref runs in, but that that ended up not mattering. There was like a lot of plays that were called against the Chiefs that didn't matter, and some did, uh, but uh, the, the truth is the Bengals had the ball with like 230 left with a chance to score, so that that's where I put I, it. I know you want to go off on the refs, and, and they were bad. That 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 crew was clueless for, for three and a half hours. I thought the third down redo mattered a little bit because... The Bengals had just a shitload of momentum at that point. And yeah. they end up redoing it. Then there's a pass interference on the second, third down. They end up moving up, I think, I don't know, maybe maybe 10 yards, move back. I forget where they ended up, but it just, it was so weird. It just felt like it made the game weird. By the time they got the ball, right. they were inside their own 20. I thought their special teams let them down. You know, if you look back, if you really did the Zapruder film of the last 10 minutes where they have the ball twice, they don't get anything. Um, the punt, thir- what was it, 39 seconds left. How many times do we have to see the team just punt the line drive straight down the middle that the returner gets the 20-yard return on? Just yeah, directional punt that shit out of bounds. Why are, we letting, mm-hmm. why are we letting anyone get involved in this? All of a sudden, they had the ball at the 45. Um, but then the, the boneheaded play at the end by Osai, who was awesome. And it's a shame that he's going to be remembered now as a playoff goat, but that's his destiny. No, it's not a shame. That was a dumbass play. And as someone who lost a lot of money on the Bengals, that was ridiculous. And they're going to call that every time. And uh, he did the great move, though. He grabbed his own leg. I think they call that the Costanza when you pretend (laughs) to be angry and upset yourself. And then it's like, uh, maybe we, I don't know, should we help this guy out? I don't even know if the the Bengals sent their trainer over to help him out, but uh, assist him. But um, you know what it yeah, is? That it's was a little awful. kid move. Like when your little kid does something yeah. wrong and then they pretend right. they're injured to get it. Like they burn <laughs> their hand on the stove when right. they're making brownies that they shouldn't have been. Ah! Right. Um, yeah. It was Bobby's bad. crying. I got to cry too. Otherwise I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> well, let me ask yeah. you this. Do you have a problem with them calling that late hit? but not the late hit on Burrow. That was just as obvious about five minutes earlier when Frank, he threw the ball and then Frank Clark knocked him back yeah. when they were like inside their 20. Like my whole thing with these he, refs and they were awful and I think they were incompetent awful. I don't think they were fishy awful, although there was just a ton of money in the Bengals. There were a lot of reasons that a lot of people profited from the Chiefs going. Mm. The refs were just incompetent, but if you're going to be incompetent, at least establish some sort of consistency with the incompetence. They didn't even have that. Yeah, and I'm with you. And it, it seemed lopsided. We were trying to think of a Bengals call. And yes, you're right with that sack. That should have been a late hit. I mean, he had, like it really, they call that all year, right? They call, it was they've a called headlock. that for 20 weeks. Yeah, it was a headlock. Took him down, all that. Burrow was losing his mind. I almost think they should hire ref crews. That it should be situational ref crews. Like these guys were obviously hearing impaired. So the, the fans being loud was a problem, right? right? Because 
even like they, they, they had a huddle for like 15 seconds before they made every call. So everything became, you know, you were saying you texted me and Kyle, you're like, Oh, this game's flying. I was like, yeah. And then, then the refs took over and it just uh, took forever. But yeah, when you're assigning a crew, make sure it's a, a crew that's done out outdoor football before, because the fans really rattled them. I think. No question. I have never seen a redo of a third down play like the one we saw today. We, you yeah. and I watch football every single weekend. I've never seen that before because if I was even watching it, the play just happens. The refs, nothing. They go, the punt, the punt team runs out. And then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, a minute later, they're like, no, actually, that guy that was 40 yards over in the far right, way, way back, he had, he, yeah. who wasn't involved in the play at all, he had decided the play stopped. Um, right. And it really felt like it was going to matter, but it didn't. But they they were just disheveled and incompetent. And the annoying thing is, we have two games. It's only two games this whole week. These are your best two crews. Well, this is, and that's this is what we came up with. I think you and I, and especially me, I think, get angry as things wind down. Right? I was never going to like that Sopranos ending, basically because it meant the end of the Sopranos. Right? So I had to put my anger somewhere. I have to put yeah. my anger with the referees or something. Same kind of thing here. So, yeah, try to get the calls right. But ultimately, I don't know. I, I just, um, you know, I listen to podcasts on my network and other podcasts. And I feel like it's 60% complaining about the refs. Is it, isn't it? it bad in every single sport? Like, isn't everything like very, very close? Like, we'll talk about that first game with Devonta Smith and that catch. And you, to your credit, were the only one who saw that that hit the, hit the ground. But the first two replays saw that it didn't. And everyone's like, what are the refs doing? What are that? Like, well, we saw it in slow motion and didn't think it hit the ground. So yeah. I don't expect the, I know they're getting paid, but, I, but you know, after replay, when we're not sure, like, I don't know. It just seems like there's a lot of wasted energy on the refs when the Niners weren't winning that game anyway. And the Bengals, had, like I said, had the ball with two and a half minutes left. Stupid team. The Osai play. Yeah. So if, if, First of all, it felt like he was kind of losing his balance and touched Mahomes. Mm-hmm. There was one angle where it looks like Mahomes went full scale Lionel Messi flop on it. Right. Because he got touched. He's, oh, he did one of those. Yeah, yeah. But if they hadn't called it, there were still eight seconds left and they probably wouldn't have been able to get an out of bounds play for at least like another eight. I still feel like Bucker has probably like a 52 yarder. I, as weird as this sounds, I think the right team won. Yeah. And I thought the Chiefs had multiple examples during the game where they just could have put the game away. Like, first of all, they're up 13-3 in the first half. They have mm-hmm. the ball. Burrow throws that pick, right? They're, I think there's like 2.30 left. They have the ball on the Cincy side of the field. Three straight passes. Incomplete, incomplete, incomplete. They give Cincy the ball back with 2.03. And then Cincy comes all the way down. They get a field goal. You're up 10 you, you, there's no way since he should get the ball back. You have the ball to start the second half, KC. And it's just right. like, you just hand the ball off twice, get it to the two minute, get it under, try to get one first down. But the one thing you can't do is give them the ball back. They did that. They also had the really weird punt on fourth and eight. What was that? With like uh, five, six minutes left where... Well, they declined the penalty, KC, right? It was going to be yeah, third they're and on like their, 18. They're on the since yeah. 41. Mm-hmm. And they decided to punt it, and I think they ended up punting it to like the eight or whatever. Yeah, well, that's where you talk about the special teams snafus for the Bengals. The Chiefs were kicking it, that directional kick out of bounds inside the 10, the eight at the four. They did yeah. that all game. So, yeah, they had that right. Smart. Yeah, yeah. the thing before the half where I think it's like, was it Higgins who made the catch with 27 seconds left? And they had right. used and two timeouts. Slow. Yeah, you called it. Like they used two timeouts like on a third and one, basically. 
right? Like on a third and one well, and P. then Ryan, the first down. P. Ryan should have gotten a first down, somehow got tackled without getting the first down. Right. And instead of just hustling up to the line with your 6'5 quarterback and sneaking in, getting over, and then call the timeout, they call timeout, they run yeah. a run play. It should have been right. a pass play. It was a run play instead. They get it. Then they call another. So now they've used two timeouts to get three yards and, and burn six seconds. Yeah, and then he's tackled, like I said, with 27 seconds left. And then there's eight seconds left after the fa fade route. Like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah that, that was bad clock management, you know. But uh, but then they went three and out after. I mean, th then it really got good. I was like, this is a sloppy game. But then that Higgins catch was amazing. That Veldez-Scantling catch where Mahomes wasn't even looking and he threaded the needle for the touchdown. It was um, it was it was a great fourth quarter. I thought if the referees hadn't like slowed it down like they did. So the outside play, <laughs> which you're the one I'm, who won't leave him alone. You're like, I feel bad for this guy. Well, I think <laughs> like I think it's going to be remembered because we don't have yeah. playoff goats. It's not like right. basketball. In basketball, we always have these plays where we can be like, oh, that hadn't happened, or this play, or that play. In football, mm -hmm. for the most part. When it gets to a game this close, guys just start making plays. There's not like a goat kind of play. But we were thinking right. like, what do we say? Gary Anderson? That was yeah, one. Gary he missed Anderson. the field goal. Scott Norwood, obviously. Um, there was the D4 jumping off sides against the Pats or yeah, the encroachment. Want, yeah, if you want to count penalties, bad penalties, that was the worst one in recent memory, I guess, the D4. Right? So let me, let's do a thought experiment here. Mm. He doesn't do that. Bucker misses a 58 yarder. We go to overtime. We have the new overtime rules in place. Yeah. From what you saw in the second half, who wins that game? Uh, man, I think it's still a coin flip at that point. I really do. I didn't, I wasn't confident that either offense, it's unlike most overtimes, right? Where the defenses are gassed and you just feel like whoever gets the ball is going to score. Or, you know, in the Chiefs case, they, they just go down the field. I, I really think it's just a coin flip that they they screwed up there. I was starting to think the longer the game went along, the better it was for Cincy because mm -hmm. Casey's pass rush was so good. But pass, or as Collins pash, would say. Pass rush. Yeah, please. Pat, the pass right. rushes, they weeks. usually don't last for four hours. You might get two mm -hmm. and a half. But then in that last drive, they did it again. And, they, you know, ultimately the Bengals lose that game because of what happened to their O-line. They couldn't mm -hmm. protect Burrow long enough. And then once once Boyd goes out, then they're just, they're Romo did a good job of pointing out they're just doubling the two receivers and letting Hayden right. Hurst and he, number 16 beat them. Um, yeah, Irvin, yeah. I, I thought it was going to be a Joe Mixon game and it just wasn't. And he never really totally got going. I thought they were going to be able to run the ball up the middle, but it goes back, that Bengals O-line just, maybe yeah. you thought the Bills game might have been a little deceiving because of how bad the field was and the Bills weren't that good to begin with. Somehow the lack of footing helped the offensive line and helped Burrow get quick passes off. They talked about how he was like second fastest in the league release at like 2.5 seconds. But for that first quarter and early second quarter, it looked like he had about 1.8 seconds to throw. He just, they, yeah. they were right in his face. And it's funny because the whole analysis probably, right, all week was can Mahomes get in there? We we completely disregarded the fact that the offensive line, well, it's he's still missing his three guys, right? This, yeah. Maybe this is going to be the week. Somehow the Chiefs have the second most pressures in the league, which you wouldn't think after my dreadful Cowboys. But um, yeah, that ended up being a big difference. But then, I don't know, last year we saw Burrow get dumped nine times against the Titans and it, yeah, didn't, it matter. didn't matter. They won. So, and he almost won tonight. I thought it was a really hard game. I thought the line was hard just to pick. Yeah. thought the I didn't like the line. 
I didn't like not knowing what we were getting from Mahomes. I didn't like not knowing, all right, did the Bengals kind of figure out a makeshift offensive line here or was that Bill's game? I just thought I didn't, I ended up not betting it straight up. I ended up doing the Eagles money line with Mm. adjusted Bengals plus seven and a half. And then I did another one, Eagles money line with adjusted Chiefs seven and a half. I did Bengals ten and a half and Chiefs seven and a half. So I was like, I just think it's going to be close. But the wow. reason I did it was because the first game was a blowout. And when do we ever have two blowouts in the same day? It's like, add that to the gambling manifesto. We never right. have two shitty games. One of them's always good. Right. And I don't know. I mean, you and I had the Niners and Bengals to make the Super Bowl, right? I think you had it at 20 yeah. to 1 a few weeks ago. I had it at 13 to 1. And then, yes, you're right. As it as the noon kickoff approached, I was like, when do you have two road teams winning? Let alone two you know, blowouts or two close games at this point. Yeah. Also, everyone was on the Bengals. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it was, and I might add this to the manifesto, actually, because you, you saw it right after the game when Kelsey's like, how's Burrowhead? And I do mm. think Cincy might have talked a little too much shit. It's, yeah, maybe. It's like some sort of cousin of the nobody believes in us. It's like the, I can't believe you're disrespecting us. Or I got to come up with some. There was a disrespect level that I think yeah. annoyed the Chiefs, and it had definitely fed off it. Yeah, the Rodney factor, for sure. I don't know, Rodney Dangerfield, but I don't oh, know. Oh, that's a good one. The Rodney Dangerfield rule. I like that for the manifesto. That's good. They, they, but it, was it the Bengals' fault? It, man, it might have just been idiots like us. Like, like you know, the Chiefs, I'm like, this is their fifth straight conference championship game, right? It's basically a pick and everybody I know is going against them. And we haven't seen Mahomes yet. And I know you yeah. laughed at Romo saying... uh Comparing it to when Drexler was coming up on Jordan in '92, and they're like, "This might have just, just <laughs> it's absurd because you because you didn't come up with it." That's no, I've never would have said that. that. You would have thought you would have of course you what is Clyde, Clyde Drexler? The whole point was that he had never made the finals, <laughs> and all of a sudden, people are comparing like his stats to Jordan. Everyone knew Jordan was the best player in the world at oh, that point. Oh, you the think? Bur- it's, yeah, you think that's why it's absurd because Burrow actually is. Burrow's uh, way better than Drexler was. Drexler yeah. was like a top five player. Burrow's right. like, in my opinion, as good as Mahomes. I think Mahomes is a little bit greater, but he's mm-hmm. in the conversation. It's not like a fluke that they're being compared. Right, I know. But Burrow's just well, but Mahomes had it though this year and then just just Burrow was more and more Burrow support. And I, don't, I think that finals was like minus 180 or something. I'll have to look Jordan against yeah. uh, Drexler. But, well, th- this but, was uh, not a this was not a Jordan Drexler outcome. No, and Burrow, no. what he was able to do with no O line and just he just hung. He took a how many hits do you think he took in that game? At least twenty. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You for know, sure. and he wasn't great, but he wasn't bad either. And he kept them mm-hmm. hanging around, hanging around, hanging around. And by the start of the fourth quarter, I thought they were going to win. It didn't seem like you know the Chiefs lost a couple receivers. I started to think about are we what were we going to lead the podcast with? And it was like, man, mm-hmm. that Tyreek Hill trade might have inadvertently killed the Chiefs. Like, you look at these dudes and it's like, oh, there's Sky Moore, who's barely played. Now he's out there. Some tight mm-hmm. end. Who's that guy? Kent? He made a third down catch. Yeah, they'd point. have like, like three tight ends. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I think, I think he had 10 receivers, Mahomes. He really did. Like, we 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 analyzed it the wrong way. And, you know, that that's the amazing thing about Tyreek Hill. Like, Mahomes still had the most 20-plus yard completions this year more than anybody and so you could say the Tyreek Hill factor but he made it work with the Valdez Scantling no no guys that you would jump out at you with the as monster years but he still needed that deep threat which made me think even more so that he wasn't going to work to them like he's not going to be able to plant and throw 30 yards downfield someone will eventually figure out how to triple team Kelsey 
and he won't get um, you know, 14 catches for 140 yards. But uh, he, he was, was there. He made a lot of big plays still. 29 for 43 for 326. No turnovers except for the weird fumble he had, mm -hmm. which Jordan never would have had just that way. That was a terrible um, Terrible. Only three rushes, so that was where it was compromised. I think normally in a game like this, he's got the, he's got the seven eight scampers that he right. would have had. He just didn't this game. Um, Kelsey, I mean, he, the was one scamper, the la the last one was a huge. I mean, it, it was essentially a twenty six yard run, right? He got right. like seven or eight yards plus the fifteen, twenty three yards. Kelsey was seven for seventy eight. They just took him out in the second half. Mm. Scantling was six for one sixteen, and I guess that was. That was the guy they needed. But for the most part, really, really even game. And if you're the Bengals, you're driving home and you're like, man, <laughs> we had that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mike, <laughs> I, you, you can't come closer to winning a game than the Bengals <laughs> just did. I, it just I hurts, just, Mike. Can't, can't both these guys go to the Super Bowl? Can't we have a three-quarterback co Super Bowl? Just, just this the out. offenses. Rotate them. Rotate the three offenses. Come on, NFL. It's just so much fun watching these two. It wasn't a great game, but it was dramatic. And mm. I knew it was dramatic because Romo said the word huge so many times that they <laughs> actually had to run to the store and buy him 100 more huges. Is that right? During wow. the game. Okay, Jim! Huge play here, Jim! <laughs> <laughs> he's like, like, it's like a Howard Letterman. He's like morphing into Howard Letterman, right? Because it yeah, really did happened? feel like Why a he heavyweight boxing match. I don't know. <laughs> All right, I Jim, know. I got a five <laughs> rounds to four from Mahomes. <laughs> uh, uh, the Bengals only had 309 total yards, mm -hmm. which seems fitting because they got sacked. God, how many times? Only they only got only sacked couple five in the second times. Half. It felt like it felt like it was like a hundred. Really. Yeah. Wow. Burrow got hit a million times. Yeah. Um, other stuff, other stuff I have. Um, mm. so do we, we do think Mahomes really had a high ankle sprain? I'm going to say he well, did, but I'm, I'm like 2% unclear because it seemed kind of unhuman that he pulled that off. I'm not a doctor, but I don't know what else. So what, what is it if it's not? We all saw the play, right? So what it if looked it was just bad. an ankle sprain and not a high ankle sprain? Just an ankle and sprain? And they didn't want to admit that they fucked up the diagnosis because it threw people off. And then so an ankle sprain would keep him out for like a quarter last week. And then he comes I back guess. like he did. I don't know. I guess. I, I, I think you might be right. They they hoodwinked the whole league. And I talked to Peter King this week and he kind of said the same thing. He's like, don't, don't be surprised if this is a cat or mouse game. But he also was like limping too. It was a, definitely a real injury that bothered him, but played through it. Let's take a break. We'll talk about the other game. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. It's just what you need to sit back and enjoy the game. And they're also getting fans closer to the game than ever. You can win exclusive NBA prizes like courtside seats, signed memorabilia, and more. I love Michelob because of how light it is. It's only 95 calories with 2.6 carbs. You know what the perfect time for Michelob Ultra is? A little doubleheader, a little NBA doubleheader. Right, first half of the first game. I don't know, West Coast time, that's usually about 5 o'clock, 5.30, perfect time for a beer. You can do it. Grab a pack to enjoy today. Learn more and enter for your chance to win at MichelobUltra.com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Summer is all about fun vacations, but I know that being away from home could be stressful. So many things can happen. 
That's why I like to recommend Simply Safe, a word winning security that can help give you peace of mind when you're away. The only thing you should worry about while you're on vacation is having too much fun. Having my home, it's great. Couldn't work better. I think Simply Safe is the best because it comes with a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, sensors to detect break ins, fires, floods, and more. It's backed by 24 7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. It's given me, my family, many others real peace of mind. I'm waiting to have it too. Try it out. A 60 day money back guarantee. No contracts right now. Get 20% off any Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash BS. That is Simply Safe with two S. Simplysafe.com slash BS. There's no safe like Simply Safe. This episode is brought to you by Lincoln in the all new 2024 Nautilus Hybrid, featuring a customizable 48 inch panoramic display, available Revel audio system, and available perfect position front seats with active motion massage. Oh my God. The world isn't wide enough. Visit lincoln.com to learn more. Some models, trims, and features may not be available or may be subject to change. Check with your local retailer for current information. Lincoln and Nautilus are trademarks of Ford or its affiliates. Well, the other game was not as good as Chiefs Bengals. It was uh, a game that made me think, do we need a rule where three quarterbacks should have to dress for every playoff game? Maybe they just I think put they that should. in the CBA. Yeah, just add a roster spot. Who cares if there's a 54-man roster? Who cares? Nobody wants to see what we saw the last three quarters, right? I guess my question is, and I don't know how they split up the 53 men on the roster, but is it more worth it to have like an eighth cornerback or to have a third string quarterback? Just think, especially now with these concussion rules and the way mm-hmm. that you can just, your quarterback can just get yanked, right? It seems like easier than ever to lose a quarterback during a game. Right. So would you rather just have the third QB and, and just tell Jimmy G like, hey, you're going to wear shoulder pads and just be ready just in case or have your ninth cornerback? I think it's important to have so okay, we, we do all these safety rules, right? To keep the quarterbacks upright. That that's really why the quarterback's protected in a lot of these and people hate it, the late hits that aren't late hits and everything like that. You have to have at least a capable quarterback in there, right? When they're talking about who's the fullback, who who's check uh dressing up and, and you know, changing his helmet and McCaffrey maybe taking snaps, it's like no, you have to have a third. It's like you're going to lose audience if you have a situation like you did today where, you know, they had to leave Purdy in there because it was a difference between stacking the box with 11 and stacking the box with nine if you have the fullback yeah. at quarterback. Or I, I said that the other way around, but you know what I'm saying. But yeah, that was, a, that was garbage to watch. And by the way, I'm not going to give the Eagles a lot of credit here. I'm going to be salty, Sal. I had a lot of money on the 49ers, and I really don't think the Eagles did a lot to win that game. And I, I thought the I thought the 49ers were just as good, if not better. So you're not going to hear a lot of uh, praise. Not going to hear praise. Salty Sal is one of my favorite human beings. Mm, um, great. I decided I felt really good about the Eagles, and I felt really good about Brock Purdy not coming through in this moment. And now we'll never mm. know because he just got hurt. So I don't know whether he would have come through or not. I mean, he did get nailed on that first play, but. But I still wonder, like, that Philly pass rush and mm, just the D yeah. in general and the crowd and the atmosphere, I wonder how many points it would have put up. On the other hand, I didn't really see a lot from Philly's offense to make me think that um, against KC, they're going to put up a ton of points. I didn't think Hurts looked that great. I didn't think yeah. they blocked that great. Um, Lane Johnson apparently retore his groin. They mm-hmm. didn't run the ball at all. And then they, they ended up breaking, like, 
two plays, but for the most part, they weren't able to control the ball. And it doesn't seem like Hertz wants to run around in the same play. So I, right. I don't know what to think of them because we haven't seen them play a good team yet. You're going to be fair about it. And I'm going to tell you, I think it's, they had 31 points. They could have ended up with like 16 or 17. They had, um, yeah. you know, they had right before the half, the, the, you know, and it's interesting because I thought the, the Niners defense was the best unit out of the, the four teams that we saw today, right? Except they self-destructed. They had how many penalties? I think they, well, the, the team ended with like 81 yards and penalties and in bad situations. So instead of yeah. three, there was seven before the half. Um, that that craziness at the end. They got a they got a free seven on the the roughing the kicker. They got another seven somewhere else or uh, instead of three. So I mean, it got to a point when it was twenty one seven. I was thinking I, I might have texted you. I'm like, put Minshew in here. They don't have to throw the ball the rest of the way. There's no way the Forty right. Nineers are going to score twenty one. Well, let's go backwards. So they tie at seven seven mm-hmm. with after Purdy goes out, and it's yeah. starting to think like, man, this would be Shanahan's greatest moment. If he makes well, let's go. NFC. Let's go before that. They run the Burger King commercial at twelve twelve p.m. Pacific time. <laughs> All right, go. Yeah, extra, sorry. extra mozzarella. <laughs> um, so it's seven seven, and Josh Johnson. It's like this guy's. He's been around. He's fifteen mm-hmm. years. He's been on fifteen teams, Jim. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's like, man, this would be amazing if Shanahan. If your weapons are that good, that you can make the Super Bowl with Josh Johnson. Right. The Eagles score. It's fourteen seven. And now the Niners get the ball and there's like, what, like a minute 35 left in the half. Yeah. And you think, oh, they're going to hand off and try to kill clock because they have the ball at the start of the third quarter. They're not going to mm-hmm. fuck around. So Josh Johnson throws complete first down. And as the announcers are having, Greg Olson and Burkhart, they're having the, oh my God, Shanahan getting a little aggressive here. Next right. play, Johnson fumbles the snap. Eagles get it. Now it's 21-7 heading into halftime. Yep. I think you can make a really strong case, maybe just take it to halftime. Oh, yeah. Don't push it. Yeah. Yeah. I, just I, I like, thought they were good. We're down seven. We have the ball to start third quarter. Let's get to halftime. Let's regroup with Josh Johnson. That's not what they did. I don't know why we, you know, we go back and forth with Shanahan. I think this time last year we were like, oh, he's under 500. I think we had like a weekly watch to see what he what, what his right? record was. I become a Shanahan guy. I'm like, damn it, look what he's done with this team. He basically said he had some bad luck and he said, all right, give me the last pick in the draft and I'll take him to the Super Bowl or game before it, right? Yeah. I was like, this is unbelievable. Give Brock Purdy all the credit you want, but this is Shanahan's offense and it's and it's really working. And then I was thinking the same thing when it was 14-7. I was like, if he could use his three timeouts at half and just add an extra seven minutes, I bet he could figure out a game plan to win this in the second half if it's 14-7. But then you're, you're right. He got aggressive with a player and you and you said it like these third stringers they just don't have enough reps during the week so how could they be in sync with the offense so take as much time as you can keep it a one score game and then get your quarterback familiarized with um, the offense but they didn't do that yeah the guy what kind of reps is he getting during the week right None. now yeah. he's taking shotgun snaps in Philly he's trying yeah. he's trying to figure out coverages and read stuff and he's not having the you know the reps to that's what happens is the, all of a mm-hmm. sudden the snap hits you in the hands because you're looking over to the right side before you have the ball. Right. I would have taken it to halftime. I think this Eagles thing, I mean, I had multiple Eagle fans in my life when they were texting me like, this is unbelievable. We got to beat that weird Giants team with Daniel Jones. And then we, mm-hmm. we had Purdy, Josh Johnson, and Christian McCaffrey as the quarterbacks in the NFC title game. Like, 
Now they're going against Mahomes. Talk about uh, <laughs> talk about right. the other side of the world. But uh, he'll he'll like aggravate it on media day, right? And then we'll see Chad Henney. Like that'll be the that'll be the easiest run. This might have been the easiest run. I know we praised Daniel Dimes, but Danny Dimes. But you're right. Is this? I think you had Mariota and Bortles one year, didn't you? Patriots before they got to the Super Bowl. We had Mariota and Bortles, but Bortles almost beat us. We were down ten, and yeah. I think in the late in the third right. quarter, early in the that's fourth right. quarter. Like I thought, we we're I thought that's how the dynasty was going to end to Blake to that's Blake true. Bortles and the Jaguars. Um, this time around, the Giants game was over three minutes into the game. It's like this is this is a wrap. Mm-hmm. You can see it right away, and then Purdy goes out. I don't know. I I I just thought it was pretty much over when Josh Johnson came in. <laughs> But then when he gets hurt, wait, we got to figure out how to, how do we fix the back of the helmets? This se- it seems mean? like the helmets are bigger and safer, except for the part, a quarterback getting sacked and hitting like the whiplash play where he hits the back of his head. Oh, in the right, field. right, right. How many, yeah. co- how many concussions or head injuries have we seen this year just from that play? At least that's, um, at least that's like two his thing. Yeah. Two yeah. Was, it wasn't, wasn't like helmet to helmet thing. It was like the hel- head hitting the ground. Yeah. Maybe we need, Maybe we need to bring the Steve Grogan neck roll back for the quarterback. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they remember that. Mm-hmm. I don't or know if they play in the are they playing quicksand. Maybe, maybe they play on a softer surface. Yeah, I'm not sure. By the way, Purdy four for four uh, in this game. I don't, I don't think he should win MVP, <laughs> but not, not too bad. Ended up four for four. I just uh, that I fell for that guy. Well, I fell for Good him stats. anyway. But but if he gets in there and he starts, you know, zinging it. Uh, then it's like, hey, what happened, dude? Where were you? And if he can't do anything, it's like, well, what are you doing in there, right? It was no win for uh, Brock Purdy once he came back in that game. So what was his injury? Did we ever find out? Because I didn't really understand. Yeah, they said ulnar something. Was it his, if it was a nerve thing, then that would tell me that he would have trouble getting the snaps, but he could get all the snaps. Right. I couldn't figure that part out. Um, Hurts in the first half, I wrote down in my notebook near the end of the first half, Hertz minus 105 over Josh Johnson. Yeah. They look very similar. Hertz looked kind of discombobulated <laughs> and not comfortable at all. And then in the uh in the second half, that kind of flipped. When did you give up? We we both had the Niners in a tease from early in the week, the plus eight and a half. When did you when did you give that one up? I think it was fourth and three, and they ran Debo up the middle. Like there were no gadget plays for minus two. Yeah, yeah. there was nothing, especially in a Shanahan offense. You and I, we all thought that McCaffrey was going to throw a pass. Either maybe he didn't take the snap, but you know, pitch it back to him and he throws a pass or something kind of weird. But it was all just um, you know, hand off to the man in motion and and see what you get. But the Eagles defense was quick. I'll, I'll give the Eagles credit. Like I think eighteen of those twenty two starters are either like Pro Bowlers or. Pro Bowl adjacent or something. So yeah, we talked excellent. about how deep the Niners were, but the Eagles are really deep and fast and all that stuff. And I guess they weren't going to, they, they didn't have to put their foot on the gas in this game. But uh, yeah, like I said, 21-7, really, they didn't have to throw the ball like halfway through the third quarter and forward. Hassan Reddick was the star of the game. I was thinking about the Eagles, how weird their season was, where they basically clinch everything, what, by week 14, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And Hertz goes out. And then they they come back and it's like, we have this game. It kind of means something, but not really. Then they get the bye week. Then yeah. they play the Giants. That game's over in half a quarter. Then right. they get this game and it's Brock Purdy and Josh Johnson. The game's over by halftime. 
Now they have mm. another week off. It's like <laughs> this team hasn't played a meaningful four-quarter game since when? The beginning of December? It'll Against be like the Colts? two months since they've been a yeah. competitive three-hour game. Yeah, you're right. I don't even know what to think about it. And because of that, I'm just going to keep thinking they stink. I, yeah, you don't. You didn't hate any of these four teams. I did. You, you don't hate the Chiefs. That would be the closest you are to hating a team, right? But you, you, you had their number for a while. I hate these Eagles. I can't see them advance. I'm going to get my ass kicked in Glendale when I'm there next week or whenever because I'm not going to be able to shut up about how I hate them. Did you hate seeing Bradley Cooper wearing his uh, his fresh Eagles jacket in the luxury <laughs> box with his newly dyed Dr Pepper hair and going nuts for the Eagles? I was enjoying yeah, that. That was good. That was, uh, you know, just reminded me of Silver Linings Playbook and how bad uh, we always talked about how we needed to be consultants on that because oh my God. he and De Niro, those conversations, it was like, you can't leave, son. We got to watch this game together. If we win this game, we're in the division. It's like, no, you're already in the division. <laughs> what? No, nobody, nobody's freaking out about this. The sound guy's rolling his I eyes. I the Eagles holding the in a tease to minus yeah. 18. <laughs> Come <laughs> on. We would have done it that for was- free. That's pretty bad. Yeah. So, mm. what do you make if you're the Niners? You came damn close last year. You don't. What even do you know. do? So this Who's year's your like the great unknown. And now next year, what do you do? Like, is is Purdy the guy? Purdy didn't play a meaningful road game for you, and he right. got hurt. Um, you have Trey Lance, who you traded three first rounders for, basically. Mm-hmm. Garoppolo's gone. They'll get rid of him, or he'll leave. Um, and Tom Brady's sitting there without a team. Right. Purdy's got to be minus 270 to take the first snap in week one. What would the Brady odds be? Am I right? Yeah. What would the Brady odds be? So Brady, I think you got to go team by team, right? I think he plays. So if he plays, Tampa still has to be favored. Then the Raiders He's not and the going Niners? back to Tampa. Definitely not? I don't think so. I don't know. I Miami, Miami just said this week they said they're no, in on right? Tua. Right. Rodgers is going to go to the Jets. Mm-hmm. So what does that leave? Where I mean, it leaves a lot of teams if they want. Carolina? Right? Does he end up like playing for Frank Reich in Carolina? Nah. Although it's not bad staying in that division. With, I thought he was going to be attached with Peyton, but I don't know. There's some... Frank Reich, is Frank Reich the best coach in that division? No, he might be. Yeah, at least yeah. with Frank Reich, you could say he was a good coach who just had bad choice in quarterbacks. He's like your buddy that just kept dating the right. wrong woman, but he's a good guy. Mm-hmm. It's like, I love it. I love this guy. He just he can't he can't pick him. Right. Um, that's Frank Reich. They should just tell the, Frank that we are picking the quarterback. You don't mm-hmm. get him put in this. Yeah, you sit back, enjoy the offseason. Sit back. You you run the team and tell us what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, the other lesson from this Eagles game is that the one seed still matters. Yeah, it did this year. Yep. Especially with the where there's only the one seeds get the bye week, right? So you don't even mm-hmm. get to play that first week. If two games, and then, you know, I think this Eagles team will be the team we point to and we say, like, this is how you want to do it. Clinch, clinch by early December, get mm-hmm. everyone healthy. You've, you know, you get these two games and you're both home, cold weather, and then you go to the Super Bowl in two weeks. And, yeah, and that's it. you're right. It didn't matter last year, right? Both the one seeds were eliminated fairly early. Didn't matter last even year. Even if the first year, yeah. But, uh, so yeah, wait, I so mean, I picked, I picked the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. Before mm-hmm. the season. But then I, by the time we got to recently, I thought it was going to be Cincy and either Philly, I guess, was my pick on Thursday. So then 
do I lose credit for saying before the season I thought the Chiefs were going to win the Super Bowl? And I, that I, I now have to vacate that, or do yeah, I get do I get to brag about that? No, no, you only brag if you stick with it. Wait, you can, you, how many teams can you take? All right, that's you can't fair. take six teams. Yeah. So no, I remember before the year, though, when I said the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl? Don't remember. <laughs> I heard you say the Bengals are going to win a couple weeks ago. <laughs> I had Chiefs-Packers. <laughs> it's halfway there. That's my, yeah. that my preseason one. Uh, um, I would say I would give today like a C plus, maybe even a C for the two games together. Well, you got to make that first one's a D minus, isn't it? I mean, oh, starting with... The first one's an F. What was fun about the first game? Starting with Anita Baker, um, uh, singing her own national version of the anthem. There. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't... That was so bad, that first game. And then the first quarter of the second game, if it was going to be Chiefs in a blowout, it was like, well, this is one of the worst championship weekends we've ever seen. But it, yeah. it did come back and was a good good fourth quarter. But I, I'd like to see those two play. Like, you know, if that's the AFC championship every week, every year, I know you'll have a problem with it as a Patriots fan, but... It's pretty great, be in right? there anyway. Yeah. It's not like we're not like we're doing anything. Well, we finally got an offensive coordinator. That's right. Yeah. You're in good shape there. Go All Brian. right. So you want to do uh you want to do guess the lines? Yeah, there's only one. <laughs> what happened? You're gonna beat me, I think. Can we talk about this is always the saddest day of the year for you? Yeah. The night of the conference championships when first of all, no football next week. Mm-hmm. And then only one game left, and then you go into a dark, dark void. Right. This is when you start betting on like the three point shootout mm-hmm. and the, the slam dunk contest. I'm already betting spring training baseball. Cup. Yeah. Uh, Premier ha- League. You, all of a sudden, you start pretending you have an opinion on Everton and these random teams in the Premier League. I'm worried uh, about like, you. It was like a good boxing match for the first time in six months yesterday that I bet. Yeah, we got yeah. Uh, the, the undercard in the UFC. The, the, yeah, I'm in trouble because I'm, I'm I'm not prepared for this offseason. I'm really not. I bet my son's rugby team. I am predicting for a Super Bowl line, mm-hmm. Glendale, Arizona. I'm going to say Philly by two and a half. Mm. You get it. I well, said Chiefs by one. It's Philly by one and a half. Wow. Yeah. So how many under three Super Bowl lines have we had? Not many, right? It's a good, good question. To open? There haven't been too many, no. The good thing about podcasts was I asked that question. Mm-hmm. Then we paused the podcast and we looked right. it up. And now I have the information. This yeah, is took live us radio. Like it would have been terrible. 45, 45 minutes later, we got the, we're staring right at him. Yeah. So in the last few years, the only ones under three, Casey, San Francisco. Mm. Casey was favored by one and a half. Pat's Rams was two and a half. Yep. New England, Seattle was Seattle by one. Seattle, Denver was Denver by two. And they ended up getting annihilated. Giants, New England, the second one, was Pat's by two and a half. I thought I was... Uh... Remember that being higher. That was only two and a half. Huh? And then you have to go back to 1982, San Francisco, Cincinnati. San Francisco right. favored by one. 1973, Miami, Washington. Miami favored by one. In 1971, yep. Baltimore, Dallas. Baltimore favored by two and a half. Oh, and they won by three. Yeah. So this is, yeah, you think that was the first uh, minus two and a half murder in a, yeah, in a big probably. game? Probably. So this does year. not happen yeah. that often. Where do we think the line ends up at? Well, it's weird because it ended up the Chiefs are 
the Chiefs are involved in two with short lines. Like Bucks Chiefs, yeah. the Chiefs were given three, and the Chiefs yep. were giving one, one in, and a half uh, in San Francisco. I think this trends towards even. I think, don't you? I think this goes down. I think it's going to be Chiefs money coming in. I think the Eagles have a better team. Doesn't mean they're going to win, but I think they should be favored. Mm-hmm. It's just the question will be as we get closer to the game, it'll be the whole who do they play? Yeah, not even Easy who they schedule. play, but I, I think I think in order to not have um, death threats from Eagles fans, they even agree that they haven't had a meaningful four quarters, like you said, in two months. And then it's going to be two months and two weeks by the time they play this game. That's the only thing that, that bugs me. Well, plus the experience with Mahomes and everything else and how doesn't even have to have the better team. I don't think they had the better team tonight either, and they won. Well, the biggest thing at stake legacy-wise for the Super Bowl is if Mahomes gets through that game with the high ankle sprain two weeks from now, beats this crazy Eagles pass rush and is able mm-hmm. to do it really with like Kelsey and a bunch of scotch tape. Pacheco's probably his second best skill guy now, I think. Yeah. Um, Pacheco was great today. He's solid. He, yeah, he, he energizes really that team, huh? He he had some awesome plays. And he scored um, and they, they called it back too. They forget about that. So you'd have Mahomes. I would say the second big story would be just Jalen Hurts, that whole journey is pretty cool, right? Well, the Kelsey the Kelsey versus Kelsey is the is another. Big That'll be one, the right? most annoying. That's going to yeah. win. Though, what's the most annoying storyline <laughs> is Kelsey versus Kelsey. Yeah, and those guys are going to lean into that hard. Oh yeah, they might just stay awake twenty four hours a day. It'll be like the Truman Show. They should cut. They should cut wrestling promos, basically, right? Like old school. Like what? Get get a uh, Vince McMahon. Oh, like pretend that one of them turned on the other or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just get get just it's get the promos idea. going in ring of, instead like of uh, media day. Do that. Then we'll have a whole AJ Brown. It's time for me to show I'm the best receiver in the league. That'll. That, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think like all the days how they'll go out. The well, Andy you got Andy Reid used to be the Eagles coach, right? That that's the big one, and Sirianni's doing it in two years or whatever it is. Um, by by like Thursday of week one, it'll be like, why doesn't Andy Reid get more consideration for being the best coach of all time? Right. That'll right. that'll have a whole day. Mm-hmm. Trying to think what else. Oh, and then the Philly, like what a weekend for them, by the way. Maybe that'll go like this Philly sports renaissance. Is Philly replacing Boston? Oh, right. Yeah. Because Embiid, I don't know if you saw yesterday, but Embiid. 47? What do you have? Embiid grabbed the MVP race by the balls. And as you know, I'm a Jokic guy, but I'm also, right. I, when somebody's great, if somebody's great, Embiid absolutely destroyed the Nuggets to the point yeah. that I think he's he's in the leader. He's the leader now for me for MVP. Like when you Is do it? that in a head-to-head matchup like that, mm-hmm. he was just incredible. Yeah, he was so good. And they've won 20 of their last 24. And they're the two seed now. And he is now, to me, it's plus, like he's 1A plus and you is 1B. Plus 260 was, right now. By the way, I talked about this with Verno and House last Tuesday. It was plus 800. Really? So he's, wow. The odds are like dipping hard, but I I think he should be the favorite. Well, I can't do anything. I love that you you know you didn't mention. Uh, not that I want to talk about basketball for twenty minutes, but you you I think uh, strategically leaning on the referees in this Chiefs Bengals game so that you could avoid that the uh, the terrible terrible call non call against LeBron by your team. Last it was time. awful. I think that was all right. We played like crap. The Lakers <laughs> should have won. Jalen Brown inexplicably. Drives to the basket with four seconds left, down three. Lakers should just have been delighted and let him score. Dumbass Beverly comes over and hits him in the head. Three-point play. Oh, maybe and not then, the camera. And then uh, 
LeBron actually for once like drove to the rim, which he should do every time because he's mm -hmm. LeBron. He's going to get the call. And does he get the call? Right. We fouled him. Yeah. And then can we at least have like two seconds of fun with how crazy his reaction was? What Has anyone ever done more protesting a, a non-call and not gotten a technical or throw it out of a game? That was like 20 seconds. If I... You had a, if you had a blurry rise and I show that to you and I, I scrapped the, the, you know, the logo and the bug and everything, you would have thought, what, at least game six of the finals that was, right? The way he right. reacted. Like, this reaction is not commensurate of a January 28th game. Well, and then at the end, he was, he keeps doing this thing where he sits on the bench like he just lost his dog. It's right. like, you'll be fine. You have four titles. You're one of yeah. the three greatest players of all time. You're about to break the scoring record. You're okay. Right. Yeah, um, the Patrick team's not that good, was, by the way. was spectacular with the camera and uh, and uh, Darwin Ham was just wanted to kill him, starting off a point down in overtime because of that nonsense. My dad went to the game, and uh, my dad always complains about the refs. Mm -hmm. but, but I was talking to him today, and he's like, "We got every call. It was great. Every game should be <laughs> like that." He loved it. Uh, my dad told me something though that I couldn't wait to tell you. I wasn't even going to text this to you because it was so exciting. What happened? He thinks Joe Missoula should should take because Jason Garrett's never going to coach again. He thinks uh -oh. Joe Missoula should inherit the nickname the Clapper because Ooh. he said Joe Missoula just stands on the sidelines and claps for two and a half hours and doesn't seem to coach really? or do anything. And he's like, "You and Sal should." I don't know if the Clapper can change from one person to another, but he's the new Clapper. My dad is like out on Joe Missoula. I like that a lot. When you said it, I'm going to be excited. I thought you were going to say your dad's like betting on basketball. It's like, oh my God, this no, is No, I don't know. If, well, the sports, sports gambling is going to be legal in Massachusetts it is, in about six yeah. weeks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so wow, I want you to watch. Next time you're watching the Celtics game, I want you to see if Sorry. he's Clapper worthy. Does he have to pass the torch? I wonder if there's a ceremony. Or is he too self-aware? Well, we kind of gave him. I know Lombardi gave him that name, right? I think Lombardi has to decide. I think he'd be fine with it. I'm going to ask Lombardi. You're right. Lombardi, okay. that was Lombardi's nickname. Right. Um, but I do think, like, I don't think Garrett's going to coach again. All right, I'll text Lombardi. I'll have a, I'll have a verdict yeah. next week. Because next put me, week we're put doing me on Super Bowl props. I need to, I need to know, yeah. Um, Lombardi's going nuts because he can't... He, he thought this Sixers team was going in the tank. But now, you know, they right. actually... They look like they have a chance to get the one seed, especially with I the Celtics going in the wrong direction. The NBA is kind of, kind of uh, in flux right now because they got the trade deadline in less than two weeks, and there's no great team, and everybody needs something. So it's it's actually going to be a really really important trade deadline, which is unusual. We need Sacramento to get everybody right. That's our big bet. Pacific. What do we have it at four to one? Now it's like two. <sighs> did we bet that though? But I we think did. we did. Yeah. yeah, we did. Pretty sure. Yeah. Well, we, the other big bet, I think we already hit. Uh, that was uh, Portland's for sure done. Portland Portland's not done. to make the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And Charlotte not to make the playoffs. Yeah, Charlotte's way gone. And Portland, Portland had a that couple a wins one. this week and then lost the, uh, to Toronto, right? Yeah, I don't, Portland's not making the playoffs. Yeah. Um, all right, let's take a break and do some parent corner. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is brought to you by Honey Stinger. This is a show about sports and culture opinions. But right now, I want to talk sports facts, the data, the stats. Honey Stinger, sports nutrition, trusted by more than 1,500 pro and college teams. That's right, 1,500. 
That's all 32 pro football teams. That's 39 pro basketball teams, 29 pro baseball teams, and more that prepare, perform, and recover with the delicious taste of Honey Stinger's energy waffles, chews, gels, and bars. Honey Stinger is the one team's trust. Use code Simmons for 20% off your first order at honeystinger.com. That is S-I-M-M-O-N-S for 20% off your first order at honeystinger.com. This episode is brought to you by Verbo. You know, it is already stressful enough to deal with airports, delayed flights, bad weather. You want your actual where you're staying experience to be perfect, to be lights out. You don't want to have to worry about anything. When you book a vacation rental, you want to know exactly what you're paying ahead of time. The stress of getting hit with unexpected cleaning fees after your stay that can immediately cancel out all the great time you just spent unwinding. Thankfully, when you book with Verbo, you can see the total price upfront. There are no unpleasant surprises and the savings do not stop there, my friends. When you book with Verbo, you earn 2% cash back toward your next vacation through the One Key Rewards program, letting your money do the work for you while you've got your feet up. So while other vacation rentals can feel like a roll of the dice, relax knowing you booked a Verbo. Book your next private vacation rental in the Verbo app. This episode is brought to you by Peloton. Spring, the best time of the year to dial your fitness routine up a notch. You know it's going to happen. It's going to get warm. You're going to start wearing shorts. You're going to start wearing bathing suits. You're just You're not going to be able to cover up behind those big coats anymore. Also, it's nice outside. Get outside. Do stuff. Or if you don't have time to get outside, I got Peloton for you. Whether you have five or 60 minutes, Peloton's workouts were made to challenge you. Classes like boot camps, full body strength, boxing, marathon training are created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in and you won't feel bad about not being outside. Peloton's expert coaches, challenging classes, and nonstop vibes will keep you coming back for more. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at onepeloton.com. Today's Parent Corner is brought to you by CarMax. CarMax makes shopping for a car really, really easy because you can shop on your terms with no pressure. That's right, shop online or a store near you and get a 30-day money-back guarantee so you can see if the car works for you or you can return it up to 1,500 miles. See CarMax.com for details. CarMax, car buying, reimagined. All right, what do you got, Sal? All right, Parent Corner. So a Royal Rumble. Well, I got two things. Uh, first of all, real quick, my my son Harrison had to do a report on an American hero. And I thought for sure he's going to pick his old man. I mean, the kid worships me. No, Mr. Rogers. So uh, Mr. Wow. Rogers. Yes, Mr. Rogers. And, you know, it leads to us watching the documentary and about seven episodes of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And God bless him. Uh, as far as children's like learning and everything, he really put it on the map and fought for kids and, and learning the right way. But that shit is boring. It really is like King Friday. It, you go from Burger King to King Friday. It's like, you're, you're just, you're all your senses are dulled. And he's like, you know, he's a nice guy, but uh, is he really this nice? Like, I, I think they're, they're used to like so many pranks and everything on YouTube. <laughs> but so I was like, uh, yeah, but he's your American hero. So, you, you know, you're going to have to figure it out. But so that that's just one, Mister Rogers, American hero. Uh, secondly, the <laughs> so that's ro- the, nice. It's pleasant. It is nice. I'm not used to nice and pleasant and something I can't make fun of, really. But yeah, uh, I am used to the Royal Rumble, and we do a big thing, and you know, it's at my house, and we have like my, you know, Harrison's like boy cousins over, and it's me and Jack and Harrison and Archie, and we were like one other person, and so we pick, uh, and we each get like five names. 
uh, five numbers rather. Uh, there are 30 entries, right? Um, and all I'm hoping for is that it doesn't come down to Jack and Harrison because there's a lot of animosity between those two, right? My youngest and my uh, middle kid. Well, of course, you know, there's a chance I'm going to come, it's going to come down to me, but I draw like Booker T. That's my last draw. And he lasts for like 36 seconds or something. So that was that. So, of course, Harriso has Gunther. Is that the number one? He was number one, right? Gunther was number like, one. The, the, yeah. He used to be Walter. Now he's Gunther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still Gunther, don't know why he had to change names, but now he's Gunther. Well, for marketing, I mean, that, that's uh, that's got longe longevity if you're <laughs> Gunther. But, um, and number 30, Gunther. Jack had uh, one of his picks was was uh, Cody Rhodes. Right. So, of course, it comes down to those two. I'm like, oh, oh damn it. God. This is bad. And it's not just like, it's not old times where... Harrison would just cry and I'd keep the camera on him and I'd make fun of him. So I have the camera. Uh, I'll send it to you. I didn't want to post it because it just reflects on what a bad parent I am. But yeah. Jack was in his face taunting him when Cody Rhodes throws Gunther out, oh, no. eliminates him. It was really, it was like Eli Apple taunting, level taunting, like in his face. And then Jack and swear words and and, and the wife is not happy with uh, any of it. And of course, and I'm recording laughing and that makes me look bad too. So, um, I don't know what to say, but the Royal Rumble. We so may the Royal have to Rumble is eventually going to lead to a fist fight between two of yeah, your yeah. sons. Yeah, the Royal Rumble moves to <laughs> where I live in the South Bay. That's where the rumbling goes on. So I, I get, and I, I'm of course terrible. I give him a big trophy and everything else for winning. But if you have a better idea of how to um, not, uh, you know, divide your family in the Royal Rumble, because <laughs> I don't think they're talking the day after. I'm all ears. So. My wife went to uh, went to Paris for eight days with some friends, mm -hmm. and I had to hold the fort down with the two kids, and I had to do the driving and the grocery shopping. I basically yeah. had to like be mom and dad while also doing my job, all the stuff. During all of this, like the lady who runs content at Spotify ends up leaving, so there's all this work drama all last week, and I'm mm -hmm. like also doing all the house, and it's like, oh my god, we're out of almond milk and. <laughs> Guess what? Delete that. <laughs> that's my daughter drinks that stupid line. Not deleting it. My daughter, that's what she drinks. How did she go to Paris? Were you guys like saving up or something? Did yeah, you, we're was saving it like up. A, it's like a Costco some, trip or put something? Put some pennies together. Nice. Um, <laughs> and then she came back and it was like, you know what? Wasn't that hard? <laughs> Complaining oh, no. about all this shit. It's like, oh my God. It's, so, it's like, oh, I don't know. I did. I, I did laundry. I drove people around. I made sure Don't say everyone that. got to where they got to go. It's a, I, it wasn't like overwhelming. <laughs> did all my other stuff. Watched football on on Sunday, and uh, I don't know. Uh, you're so stupid. Our yeah, mom's this overrated. is something you. This is something you text to me afterwards. You don't say this in public. <laughs> now she, Paris is going to be a four time a year thing. Now, what's the matter with now, you? It's a, no, the the actual story is by day eight. I was I was I was like snapping and screaming at absolutely everybody. There you go. Okay. Yeah. No, that's that's, that's how it really played out. <laughs> First five days, I was like, yeah, not that hard. By day eight, right. I was like, where the fuck is she? <laughs> Ben's like, Dad, what are we doing? Like, I don't know, you little shit. It's just like dying. <laughs> so tired of everybody. Then they're just like, they're texting each other. I could tell like my two kids because they can, you know, everybody can communicate now without. Right. You yeah, know, right you know they, they could just could be at, at the kitchen counter like just texting mm -hmm. like boy dad's about to lose his mind yeah right. so it, it got a little dark the last couple of days but we we made it it was yeah. fun when was the last time you were alone with all the kids 
I think you should. Uh, well, it's going to happen because uh, my wife is going with my oldest son. That he has rugby games in Italy, so uh, wow. I'll have two of them, and that's like an eight day thing. So that's like that's like next month. But um, you know, as the great Mister Rogers once said, uh, <laughs> "Don't ever fucking leave us with these kids. They're terrible." No, I don't know what he said. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I can throw six good innings, but a complete game is really hard. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah, I it's, can give you a really good six. I can do like the Nick Pavetta. I can get to the yeah. sixth inning, and then I, need, I really need two guys warming up in the bullpen. It's a quality start. That's all. Yeah, that's all you're capable of. Um, I have one more parent corner announcement since we're here. What is my son is going to play lacrosse, and we oh, had nice. to go to Dick's and buy a lacrosse stick. And he's um, decided he wants to play a sport in the spring, and he wants to hit people. So good. Oh, that that'll that'll be. Uh, oh, I guess we're almost done with. The Sunday football gig. Well, I'll have to. Well, I'll, I'll catch some it. updates after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How much is a lacrosse stick now? I mean, they weren't cheap. I the, Dick Sporting Good had this whole lacrosse section. There was I, I didn't mm-hmm. even understand what's going on. I I got to be honest. I don't know anything about lacrosse. Do you I think there's collusion? I bet it's about two hundred and fifty bucks, right? Because I think like uh, I think all the sports got together and say, all right, the main equipment uh, thing. It's going to be it. it no matter what sport, it's got to be two hundred and fifty dollars, right? If we're, if you're playing pickleball, we're going to make these rackets uh, one hundred and fifty each, right? I think that's I a imagine. really good point because when we yeah. went, I ended up getting him one so he could practice in the backyard, but it mm-hmm. wasn't like one. They didn't have like the good ones, so I went on the website this morning. And right. I was like, oh, I, I got to get like the carbon one. The, get the you good know, one. The, and it, it, you're right; it was like over. It was like two hundred twenty dollars. Yeah. So yeah, it's just blanket. That's what it costs. They just know. They just. And know. why are footballs so expensive? Like the nice uh, footballs are like a hundred and ten dollars. Like should any yeah, football yeah. cost more than forty dollars? Right. Yeah. Uh, and baseballs too. Believe it or not, if you want to get like a bucket of baseballs to hit at the park, you're, yeah. you're in for like two hundred bucks. Like, oh man. Uh, so these things are actual. Even if Aaron Judge didn't hit one, it's it <laughs> pays to catch one and a foul ball. If you don't, I hadn't been to Dick's in a while. There was a whole Yeti like wall of Yeti stuff. I think Mm -hmm. Yeti is overtaking the world. Right. It's like, oh, should I get the 30 ounces or the 26 ounces? (laughs) Oh, they have a 22 ounces. Like, like, what the fuck's the difference? I got a 30 ounces. Our cousin loves one. He makes all the Yeti. uh, Jimmy makes Yeti. He'll he'll personalize all the Yeti. He had one for you. I think I took it. You were supposed to go on that that lodge trip, right? Oh, he made made me a Yeti? You took my Yeti? It's at my house. I'll give it to you. Or I'll sell it for 150 bucks. I don't know. Whatever it is. <laughs> Our cousin had a big, awesome anniversary show. Is that was that great. One of the streamers. I thought that was the best show he's ever done. Yeah, it was so good. It was so good. Hey, and he's, I, so, I, he's so good. He is, I'm with you. Well, Kimmel, when he interviewed in himself years. in 2003, I, really, I had no idea what I was Technology watching. Technology is just so amazing. That was amazing. Um, that was amazing, though. I know you commented that it broke your brain. Like he didn't. It obviously, really did. they they scripted it out, but he didn't do anything else on the 2003 side. I want them the script when I used to be in his dressing room working <laughs> on the monologue when he would go into the bathroom and sit on the toilet and do the monologue. That's that should be the next way they use the technology. <laughs> script like, how, how far can it go? I, it was re- the thing that was really weird was just seeing him from back then now interacting. Yes. That was where I was like, I can't, I don't know what, I can't handle this. Cause that was the I guy know. I met when I moved to LA. Well, how far are we away from like 
I don't know. I'm the, trying to think like who's the first old person that died in a season that like really like screwed. I, I know they put Princess Leia in the in the subsequent Star Wars movies, but right. I feel like you could do a, a dead actor could go another season now at this point for any series. Well, I do wonder like, could they do something with Michael Corleone and The Godfather? Like, could Ooh. they do a Godfather between two and three, like that era before mm-hmm. he gets old and set it in like... I don't know, the early 80s or the late 70s and just make mm-hmm. a whole Godfather movie that way. I'm if sure he's sitting in a chair, stuff. if most of the lines are divi- uh, like, you know, delivered smoking from a chair, I think he could. As long as there's not a ton of movement. Well, I know one of the things, like just for um, for like podcast stuff, I know they're working on ad tech technology where they could just mm-hmm. take my voice and read ads with it. And right. I wouldn't even read the ads. Yeah. Well, that should be uh, great. That's basically, oh, geez, it, it makes me, but does that mean we're going to have the clapper forever? I mean, I guess it's good and bad, <laughs> whatever his new name's going to be. <laughs> good Lord. It's very possible. Uh, all right. That was Parent Corner. Today's Parent Corner is brought to you by CarMax. Looking for the perfect car for you? Well, CarMax has thousands of quality certified cars for you to choose from. They spend hours replacing parts and detailing them to make your car feel like new. And then they give each one a final quality check. So, so shop at CarMax and get extra peace of mind when you buy your next car. Learn more at CarMax.com. CarMax, car buying reimagined. Um, by the way, Royal Rumble, um, yeah. the best spot of the whole pay-per-view was that Logan Paul ricochet really jumping good. on opposite ends of the rope, flying into mm-hmm. each other. I thought that was incredible. I showed a bunch of people who don't even watch wrestling. I'm like, and like, you know, think it's nonsense and the huge UFC guys. Obviously, that's, you know brain breaking and stuff but i was like hey this had to hurt right they're like oh yeah that's crazy not a lot of people would try that how'd they get the timing down perfectly it was really great i always end up rooting for omas i just feel like every time i'm like this is the year he's the new andre the giant they just haven't really figured it out yet and then he always blows it he's become the new tony atlas He's right behind uh, Embiid for NBA uh, MVP. I think he's plus, plus 650. <laughs> Didn't he play at Southern Florida or something? He played at USF. Did he really? Yeah, he was like a center at USF. Yeah, oh, Jesus. Um, all right. Anything else before we go? Yeah. Short podcast. Uh, we only had two games. That's all right. Yeah, what are you going to do? Uh, Extra Points Podcast Network. All your sports gambling needs are taken care of against all odds. Tomorrow, we'll recap the games. We'll give a pick on Monday and... Uh, and that's that. And I guess we'll be on, what, next week to go over these props? Yeah, Sunday night you're coming on and we will do an absolute shitload of props. Right. I really thought I was going to go 2-0 today. I was bummed. They, when the Bengals got the ball with eight minutes left, I was like, this is it, 2-0. Be 9-3 and three for the playoffs. Mm. It just, just wasn't meant to be. Pat Joseph, Bums. have Joseph Asai write you a check. And then the wife takes it, goes to France. Friggin I think that's inside. how it has to be. Yep. Do you think in the social media era, it's harder to get mad at people than it used to be. In the old days, you was like, oh, that motherfucker. And, but now <laughs> it's like with Twitter and stuff, then the person might see it and you have to be like super careful what no you say way. when you criticize. Or do you no think it's way. meaner? You think it's meaner now? Of course it's meaner? meaner. If you think people are thinking before they tweet? No, it's it's terrible. I, like it's I was thinking about Scott Rowland this week. And of course, I don't think he should go to the Hall of Fame. But I was like, oh, my God. oh, this poor son of a bitch. All he did was play very, very good baseball his whole life. And now if he reads on Twitter, like he'll see like 95% uh, like want him to die. <laughs> so it's, it's bad. Like yeah, a it's nice tough. thing where he showed his family and like they, they collapsed in his arms in tears. and like, Ugh, why does it all have to be negative? I mean, it is the Hall of Fame. 
I know. I feel, as I've said a million times, for me, the Hall of Fame is either like you broke some sort of, mm. you had some sort of achievement, like you had 300 wins or you had 3,000 hits, something like that. Or when you were in town, I wanted to go see you. Yeah. And like, it, if it wasn't one of those two, it's really hard for me to get there. I remember Craig Biggio was like that too. And Craig Biggio, like pretty much everybody was like, definitely a Hall of Famer. I'm like, ah, was he? Is that like what's in, in basketball? They've just completely blown it. Like the basketball hall of fame threshold is now like, it's just shot to hell. No, baseball's gotta be worse. Baseball. No, basketball is worse. Basketball. How many, how many can you vote for, for basketball? Basketball. They're just, they try to get like 10 to 12 every year. So it's just getting worse and worse. Well, that's it. So baseball, you have, you can vote for 10. And I think people that feel like they're not doing their job if they don't vote for 10. And that's why we were there for that. We were there for Hal Baines. Oh, that's right. He was really good, but we we were there the whole time. There was no Hal Baines conversations. There's very good, then there's great, and then there's excellent. I think these guys are like two levels below um, where they need to be. It's a this mess. Is, but this has been the case for a while, which is why my buddy Gus, his mm-hmm. dad, when we were driving to that Mets game that time, and we were talking about how the Hall of Fame was getting devalued, mm-hmm. and he came up with that pyramid idea. And this is why you need the pyramid, because if like, we had the pyramid... Scott Rowland gets in and he's on like ground floor. It's like, oh, good. Congratulations. But then oh, interesting. when yeah. like the Ricky Henderson type gets in, then it's like, oh, is he level three or level two? And it's like a different argument. Instead, it's just like everybody's equal, which is, makes no sense. That's pretty good. Someone had the idea. It's a, first of all, this would be a great event, but you, you have one chance to get in. I mean, how great. That would be a nice pay-per-view if you had one chance to get in and then you don't have to, you know, so you might get like, nine guys one year and then not get anyone for like three years. That's the problem though. They want it to be an event. They need right. definitely well, problem with players basketball. getting in. Yeah. I was watching The Running Man over the weekend. When was the last time mm-hmm. you saw that movie? I couldn't even tell you. It's really good. I, I was like <laughs> shocked by how good, how I can't believe they haven't remade it. But at one point, Richard Dawson, he's the evil oh, host. Yeah. Right. And he screams at one of the people like, uh, maybe maybe you won't get your steroids. And like, and it was like, Ooh, what a, but like we were making steroids jokes. This movie came out in 1987. Yeah. And I just don't understand why like Clemens and Bonds, people are acting like this is like the, this great awakening of, Oh my God, these guys that game the system. How do we know there weren't guys from the seventies and eighties that didn't do stuff? It's bad. Whole thing's stupid. Bad. Uh, Bonds had as many MVPs as Roland had all-star appearances. It's like, come on. Even if you just have cut Bonds off after 1998, put on yeah. the plaque, this is only from 84 to 98. He's still a mm-hmm. Hall of Famer. He's the best left right. fielder I ever saw. Yeah. Yeah. Too righteous, these dumb voters. That's a problem. I don't know. I mean, would you ever bring your kids to the Baseball Hall of Fame at this point? We went like four years ago. Uh, and it's great. It's a, Cooperstown's a, a really nice place. We drove like three and a half hours from the city, from New York. And uh, yeah, but now my buddy Darren's like, we were going to go this summer. I'm not going anymore. I'm just not. I don't need to see like Scott Rowland. The Parlay Kid? Parlay Kid. It was like 11 kids. He says he's out. He's not happy. I'll tell you what, he's not happy your guy Schilling's not in. There's some text. Schilling should be in. Clemens should be in. Bond should be in. A-Rod should be in. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Just put them all in the basement. Give them some like shitty room that's not that not that well lit, <laughs> but they should all be in. That's the pyramid. Yeah. Ridiculous. All right, Sal. Good job by you. Good job by you, buddy. All right, that's it for the podcast. Thanks to Cousin Sal, as always. Thanks to Kyle Creighton for producing, as always. 
Don't forget, new rewatchables coming Monday night, and I will see you on this feed on Tuesday. So